God in three persons, blessed Trinity. Trinity Sunday, June 4th, 2023, at St. Peter's United Church of Christ in Skokie. Uh, this is uh, Richard Lanford, the red-headed preacher of said congregation. It's my pleasure to visit with you during this time. We have a special uh, part of our podcast today. Um, on the day before uh, June 4th, a number of the members and friends of St. Peter's walked in what's called the Niles Rainbow Pride uh, Walk. Not a parade, but a walk. And Niles is a suburb that's basically next door to Skokie. And as an open and affirming congregation, uh, we accepted the invitation to participate in Niles' uh, Rainbow Walk because there had been an increased uh, attacks on um, LGBTQ plus persons, at least by threats, um, within Niles. And so this was meant to be... Um, you know, we're not going away kind of gathering. So uh, our music director, Ben Westfall, uh, was uh, invited to speak, and he agreed and did speak. And I asked him to repeat what he said during what would have been our call to offering or our mission moment in our Sunday bulletin, in our Sunday service. He agreed. He tweaked it a little bit to make it more appropriate for addressing a co our congregation instead of a, a public event uh, like the Rainbow Walk. So I'm including it in this podcast. So after this intro, it will go to Ben and then the scriptures. And after that, uh, you know, then comes the homily, which is a Trinitarian, excuse me, a Trinity Sunday message. Um, but it's also a communion Sunday for us, and so I weaved it very much into the celebration of the Lord's Supper. I hope you enjoy the, the message, or the messages, and without uh, going on any longer, I will ask you uh, to join with me in a brief moment of prayer. Merciful and loving God, we thank you for the opportunity to meet over the internet and over Wi-Fi to share the word, to share another kind of call to offering, which isn't financial. We ask your blessing on our listening, as I previously asked your blessing, O oh God, on our presentation, our worship this Sunday. In the name of Christ, amen. The next voice you hear should be that of Ben, our music director. And here we go. As a married gay man and follower of Jesus, I perhaps, like some of you, have been ostracized by the members of my family and other so-called Christian groups that negatively target the LGBTQ plus community. These institutions tell us that we cannot marry who we love. They tell us we cannot be mothers or fathers. They condemn those who wish to transition to become their full and thriving self. 
They tell us we do not belong and there's no room for us at the table of grace. We are constantly reminded that we are an abomination and a mistake. I'm here today to remind you that love is stronger than hate and that queer people are wonderfully made in God's image and own likeness. Friends, despite what they say, we belong. There's a story of a man called Lazarus who was brought back to life by Jesus. As Lazarus' lifeless body lay in the tomb, Jesus said to him, Lazarus, get up, come out. Friends, not only is this a story of a miracle, but I believe Jesus told Lazarus to get up, live, and to be called to action. I'm here today to remind us that I feel we too need to be like Lazarus. We need to get up and fight for the rights of our community now more than ever. We need to fight for the right to read books that challenge us, fight for businesses to have the right to sell rainbow wear in their store without ridicule, the right to learn the hard facts of our history as a nation and to learn from the past so it doesn't repeat itself again. And at the end of the week, Alabama passed yet another bill targeting the rights of transgender people. Every day, the LGBTQ community is attacked again and again. We need to stand up and fight to let people have the freedom to express themselves through the art of drag. The list goes on and on. There are those who profess God's love, but yet use these so-called issues and Christian values as a means to cover up the truths of really what's going on in our society. All the while, children are still going to bed hungry each night, not knowing where their next meal will be. Wealth inequality is at an all-time high. The earth, which we have been tasked to be stewards of and to care for, is being abused for the sake of profit. These so-called Christians turn a blind eye to the affordable access of mental health services. I can continue with more injustices, but let's remember what each and every one of us has the power to do. Jesus said the greatest commandment is to love one another. Yet there are those who say they follow Jesus and simply ignore this. Friends, we need to rise up and continue to be a beacon of love in our communities. Allies, please help us educate others. Speak up when you see injustices targeting ours and other marginalized communities. Use your voice and vote. Pride is just not about rainbows and parades. Pride is about being proud of who you are and spreading love. But most of all today, I'm going to remind us that God doesn't make mistakes. We are indeed deeply loved. Thank you, Ben, for sharing that with us again today. I love you. You and I hear a lot of voices these days coming over our radio, television, and social media. Not that we haven't tuned in to listen to God's word on our own time, but here and now, we have a time set apart for all of us to hear God speak to us through the scriptures. 
as these words were inspired by God and guided through editing and translations up to now, let us ask the same God to guide our listening, understanding, and reflection on and actions taken in response to the words God is behind. In asking for this, please join me in the spirit, please join me in the prayer of illumination. Let us pray. Spirit of God, fall afresh on us. Spirit of God, fall afresh on us and open our ears and our minds. Spirit of God, fall afresh on us and open our schedules so that we can take time to think more about what you've said to us after this time of worship. Spirit of God, fall afresh on us and open our mouths to share your good news whenever your spirit so moves us. Grant us humble courage when those moments arrive, if they are not upon us right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Today, like every Sunday after Pentecost, is Trinity Sunday. Lectionary passages are chosen to reflect all three persons in the Trinitarian Godhead. Our first reading looks to God, our Maker, and is Psalm number 8. O Lord, our Sovereign, how majestic is your name in all the earth! You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouths of babes and infants you have found a bulwark because of your foes to silence the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you have established, what are human beings that you are mindful of them, mortals that you care for them? Yet you have made them a little lower than God and crowned them with glory and honor. You have given them dominion over the works of your hands and you have put things under their feet, all sheep and oxen and also the beasts of the field, the birds of the air and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the seas. O Lord, our sovereign, how majestic is your name in all the earth. This ends the reading from Psalm 8. Our next reading is 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 11 through 13, which ends the chapter and the book. Paul wrote, Finally, brothers and sisters, farewell. Put things in order, listen to my appeal, agree with one another, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints greet you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. This ends the reading from the epistle. Will those who are able please rise for the reading of the gospel? Our gospel lesson is Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 through 20. Jesus gives what we call the Great Commission. This ends the Gospel according to Matthew, and is, of course, its setting is after Christ's resurrection. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, 
All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Here ends the reading of the gospel and the scriptures for today's service. May God add to us a wise and joyful understanding of this, the word of God for the people of God. This is the time of year when I have sat outside in a chair on our back patio, staring into the vast blue yet cloud-adorned sky and thought about how huge God is. I'm sitting on this little patio in this relatively small city on this small globe, pondering the God who made the heavens and the earth and all that is in them. When I see pictures and posters of galaxies like Andromeda, I remember that God is out there with creation. God inhabits all of space, except the lake of fire per the Revelation. Maybe I should have had awesome God as our opening response this morning. How small we are, all of us, in comparison to the large things on earth, say the Grand Canyon or Brazil's Guanabara Bay. And those, of course, disappear before the spectacular greatness of the whole planet and the expanse of our creator God. I do not know if we emphasize the imminence of God too much, the God's closeness to us, but I find it helpful also to recall the transcendence of the almighty, loving God, too. When I say that I sometimes contemplate the greatness of God before starting a prayer, who are you praying to? This is often what I have in mind. On Trinity Sunday, we get a special chance to reflect on God the Maker and God's creation. This is why the writers of the New Revised Common Lectionary include Psalm 8 in their suggested readings. O Lord, our Sovereign, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. The psalmist, who could be David, referred to the heavens as the work of God's fingers and the moon and stars as having been established by God. Psalm 19 also reflects some of this. And this God, who is transcendent beyond our imagination, has something to say to us and about us humans. I imagine you caught it when Jen was reading, and maybe you're familiar with the psalm on your own. Verse 4 is right after David saying, when I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and stars that you have established, verse 4, what are human beings that you are mindful of them, mortals that you care for them? Yet you have made them a little lower than God and crowned them with glory and honor. Hey, Lord, You're so marvelously creative and transcendent over all. Why, on earth, do you take thought of humans, even care for them and give them, us, stewardship authority over the planet and all that's on it? 
No, no. You value us. You made us a little lower than... Well, the Hebrew here is Elohim, which is plural for God, small g, or so it could be gods. And some versions say angels or divine beings, but mostly it's translated God with a capital G because of the context. You have made us a little lower than divine beings. You have crowned us with glory and honor. Despite our sin, which is not even mentioned here, we are honored in God's sight. We are given respect and dignity by God, this humongous, world-loving God. God bestows dignity upon us. Do we ever think of that? The psalmist did. It's in the Bible. Last Wednesday morning, the Niles Township Clergy Forum met with Bonnie Khan Onasanti of the Niles Township government and with one of our fellow pastors, the Reverend Henry B.R. of St. Paul's Lutheran. In a partnership between St. Paul's and the township, there is now a respite center for homeless persons. It definitely meets a need. One of the most essential needs of these folks, often mentally ill and in poverty, is dignity. Dignity and respect from others so they may, if they don't have any, start to build some up in themselves, for themselves. The staff and volunteers there do their best to treat each guest with respect and dignity because they probably get so little of it anywhere else, which is one reason why it's so crucial for them to be treated that way in a safe way and a safe place that's dedicated to the service of God. It's especially essential for them among the least of these to receive these from a church, though it's the township that is serving, it's in the place of the church, and the pastor does spend time there. That's where Psalm 8 is celebrated, so it's really apropos. Without having some self-respect, which can be strengthened by being treated with dignity, their lives may not have a great chance at going anywhere solid for very long. This is what Bonnie said at our meeting. And Psalm 8 reminds you and me that, yeah, folks who do not have a car to sleep in, who cannot afford their meds, whose greatest joys these days are a nice warm shower and clean clothes in a place, they are to be seen as people worthy of decent, dignified treatment. Realizing that God crowns humans with glory is not only helpful for our self-esteem, which it is, but a reminder that God crowns those who smell, who look dirty or scary and might be an addict, with glory and honor too. There's no little... Other, there's no little italicized thing up by the Bible verse that takes you down where it says, other ancient authorities say, except these people. That's not there. Because we are, as Ben mentioned, we are all made by God. We are all made in God's image. These are God-given. When we come to the table, we commune with this person within the triune God. God wants to say this to us and teach us that about us. 
Psalm 8 is a fine teacher. Jesus is another great teacher of what the Lord thinks of us, does for us, and then who tells his followers to go and do likewise. We commune with the grace of God in Christ Jesus when we in faith partake of the bread and the cup. Jesus has given his life for us. That is how much God loves us. And some will say that is how, God, how greatly God values, respects, even dignifies us. God wants us to set aside whatever keeps us from following Christ and come home to the house of covenant and love. We're all called. We commune with the grace of God in Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, when you and I and anyone in faith partake of the bread and the cup. In the sacrament, it is through Jesus we have access to the Father and the Spirit as he's the one who said, do this in remembrance of me. This is my body, my blood. Speaking of coming to the table, and on Trinity Sunday, heaven knows what many of us come to the table with. Hearts heavy over not just mass gun violence, but violence as a whole at work, at home, in the justice system, in hurtful language, in schools where bullying happens in person and online, and against oppressed people, and I could go on. We come to the table often feeling overwhelmed. Some come with uncertainty about the future as it pertains to having enough money in retirement, in having enough to pay school or medical bills, in having a job before next month begins, in what the medical tests are going to show, how will our kids turn out? Will she or he or they stay clean and sober? We come to the table and we commune with God with all that's in our hearts and minds. Heaven knows many of us are hurting, unsure, exhausted, grieving, or fearful. And yet we come to a place, to a person, capital P, who loves us and crowns us with dignity and honor and passes to us the bread and the cup. We also commune with the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. The Spirit of God I like to think, is the one who gets us out of bed in the morning or whenever we have to get up, when every fiber of our being tells us not to. But we get up. The Spirit of God is moving. The Spirit of God is our advocate who reminds us of Jesus' teaching and empowers us for living lives of hope and love and faith. The Holy Spirit reveals the Spirit's self through how you and I live in this difficult world. Paul wrote in Galatians, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The Holy Spirit is a gift giver to the church. In 1 Corinthians 12, we learn about the various gifts that the Spirit gives for the edification of our work and our worship. 
We commune with the Spirit, with God, as we come to the table with all of our sorrows, our griefs, our losses, our worries. We do not depart from the table alone or hopeless or helpless. The Spirit of God makes it possible for you and me to do as Paul wrote the Corinthians, put things in order, agree with one another, live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. The Spirit of God speaks to us and to our church when we consider how we obey Jesus when he told the disciples, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And the Spirit channels this to us, Jesus saying, and remember, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. When you and I Sinners under grace, yet crowned with glory and honor, come and dine at the table. We somehow come together with this triune God, the maker who deems us worthy of dignity, with the Christ who proves God's selfless love beyond a shadow of a doubt. And we somehow come together with the Holy Spirit of power and gentleness and wisdom the giver of gifts, the mover for justice, and whom we experience as God within. Coming to the table on Trinity Sunday is very good news. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Redheaded Preacher podcast. And it occurred to me that I should let you know that um, Ben knew that this was that what he said was going to be on our podcast. So this was not done, you know, secretively. He agreed uh, he, that uh, it would be okay. So we're not doing anything that's uh, violating, you know, confidentiality or anything like that pertaining to what he said and who he is. So we're grateful. Please continue to journey with us during this month of June, as you are able. And we wish you, I wish you, God's blessings on you and on your loved ones. And may God bless your week. Amen. Like what you've heard? Hit subscribe to follow and get updates on our newest additions to The Red-Headed Preacher. We'd love it if you'd give us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find us online under most social media platforms by typing St. Peter UCC Skokie in your browser. Donations are much needed and very welcomed. You can donate to us by going to paypal.me backslash St. Peter UCC Skokie. This information and more can also be found in the show notes wherever you listen to our podcast. Thank you so much.